of our lives. And there is a reason that we receive is because we take the word and we apply it to our life. And this is what God gave me to share with you this morning. The title of it is Have Faith in God. Say that with me. Have faith in God. Say it again. Have faith in God. Say it again. Have faith in God. Not faith in your talents. Not faith in your gifts. Not faith in your job. Not faith in somebody else. But have faith in God. Have the faith of God. Because he is the only one that can make it greater. He is the only one that can heal. And today I know people are going to be healed in this service. I even know that from what the Lord was telling me this morning when I was sitting in my, my hotel room. I know people are going to be healed out of some relationships you have. Your finances are going to be healed. Because we are going to like the word says, lift up our eyes unto the hills from which cometh our help. All of our help comes from where? It comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So you going to tell me that the God who made heaven and earth can't fix your situation? You going to tell me the God that made heaven and earth can't turn your situation around? The same God that parted the Red Sea that allowed the children of Israel to walk across on dry ground. That dry ground thing always does something to my mind. Because when you think about how much water it was on, how deep the water was, God separated it and then dried up the ground. Can't nobody do that but God. So you're going to tell me he can't pay your rent? He cannot show you where the money is? He cannot heal you from cancer? He can't take diabetes out of your body? Then we're not serving the same God. Because my God said, greater is he that is then he that's in, so if the greater one is living on the inside of me, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. It ought to quicken your mortal body. Make your body alive. Because you speak the word. You put the word in your heart. You speak it out of your mouth. And things happen. It don't just happen because somebody prophesied to you. Somebody spoke a word to you. You got to work the word. The fat don't fall off of me just because I want it to. I got to work the treadmill. I got to do some walking. I got to lift some weights. I want it, but it ain't going to just happen because I want it. It happens because I do my part. We all have a part, and then God has a part. We do what we need to do in the natural. He does it in the super and makes it supernatural. How many of you have ever seen God do something supernatural in your life? Just wave at me. Now, if he did it once, He'll do it again. And I want you to say, that always happens to me. It always happens to me. Money comes to me. It always happens to me. Healing comes because it always happens to me. Because I have faith in God. And I worship him, and I, I, I love him. I, I get into a zone. That's what we do. 
We get into a zone. We get into his presence. And the Bible says in his presence is the. So if I'm, if I'm not pumping the pump of my joy that's already inside of me, then I need to get in the presence. And when I get into the presence, sometimes all I have to do is start speaking the word. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. What am I doing? I'm priming the pump. I'm priming the pump because I command what I want. Joy, you are in me. Therefore, you will come forth this day regardless of what it looks like, regardless of how they're treating me on the job, regardless of what's going on in the neighborhood. You will come forth, and I will get into the presence. Now, when you get into the presence of God and you're worshiping him, it takes your mind off of everything else. I remember sitting in a classroom, and uh, I'm just flowing with the Holy Ghost. I remember sitting in a classroom, and I had a really bad headache. And at that time, I had migraine headaches. And I was sitting in the classroom, and I started worshiping the Lord. Nobody was in there but me. I didn't even hear anybody come. When I opened my eyes, the room was full. Everybody had come in. But they quietly came in. And when the instructor got up to start teaching, I recognized that I no longer had a headache. And I knew that's because I went into the presence of God. And when you're in the presence of God, that's when he can speak what he needs to speak to you. You need to spend time just exercising, praying in the Holy Ghost. Just spend 30 minutes or an hour, what you have, and begin to just pray in the Holy Ghost. And let him begin to start speaking to you and giving you the things you need. Well, when I got healed of it, one day I was, I was laying in my bed and I had a headache so bad that I don't know if anybody's ever had them, but I would swallow, just swallow. And it felt like somebody was dancing on top of my head. That's how bad it was. And so I slid out of the bed on my knees and asked the Lord to heal me. And do you know, before I could get to the end of the sentence of the request, it was totally gone. It was gone to the point that I didn't have to pick it up anymore. I didn't have to do anything else for it because God touched me. I used to have problems in my back, and, and I used to have to put a board under your, between your mattress. Anybody ever had to do that? And I did not know when he healed me. But when I moved to my next location, I forgot the board. And I didn't realize I didn't have the board until I had been in that place probably a month. And I was like, oh, my Jesus, I'm healed. God moves very quietly. He moves very gently. And he moves in his own timing. I'm going to share some of that on Wednesday night. But okay, have faith in God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. I know I'm going to touch some people that have been brokenhearted. Uh, open your Bibles first with me to Luke and go to um, Luke chapter 4. And let's look at verse number 18. This is how I first recognized my call to preach. I was stepping out of the elevator in my apartment. And the Holy Spirit is so awesome. And so here it says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Now, when I stepped off the elevator, I had no idea what was coming up out of my spirit. So the minute I stepped out on the floor of my elevator, I opened my mouth and I began to say, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal. 
the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to set at liberty them that are bruised to them that are bruised came up out of my spirit I thought it was a song somebody had written but it was the Holy Spirit giving it to me and it wasn't until I got to my apartment door that I realized I had completely sang this song that the Holy Spirit gave me. So I copywrote it, and I plan on eventually doing a CD from the songs the Holy Spirit gave me. Amen? So this is how God can speak to us in so many ways. Now go with me to Mark chapter 11. This is where we're coming from. Have faith in God. We've heard this scripture so many, many, many times. We've quoted it. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord say to me that there were people here. You know how sometimes you forget your first love. Sometimes you become weary in well-doing. Sometimes you're just like, when, God? When? I've asked this, but I haven't seen anything yet. I have found, and probably some of you, that the more you look at what you're asking for and keep your mind on that, you don't really see the results of it. But if you get your mind off of it and begin to praise God like it already has happened, then you will act differently. Amen? And so here in Mark chapter 11... And we're going to look at verse number, we're going to start with uh, verse number 12, Mark eleven twelve. 12. It says, and on the morrow when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry, talking about Jesus. And seeing a fig tree afar off, having leaves, he came, if happily he might find anything there on. And when he came to it, he found nothing. But leaves, for the time of the figs was not yet. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hereafter forever. And his disciples heard him. Now drop down to verse number 20. And verse 20 says, And in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, calling to remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursed is withered away. And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith. Jesus wasn't surprised that the tree was withered. Isn't that what he told him? Didn't he curse it when he spoke to it? Well, it was the disciples that now see it, believe it. And if you're in the mode where you have to see it, it's not believing. It's not faith. Faith operates by love. So when Jesus spoke the word, he expected the word to work. He is the word. Amen? And so when he speaks what God says, he can only speak what his father speaks. When he spoke what his father spoke to that tree, it died and it dried up. So then I want to ask you, what have you been saying? What have you been believing? How many times have you spoke to the tree and it's still there? Because it has to be in faith. Amen. So he gave us instructions. Look at verse 23. For verily I say unto you. That whosoever. Shall say unto this mountain. Be thou removed. And be thou cast into the sea. And shall not doubt in his heart. But shall believe. That those things which he saith. Which he saith. 
which he saith shall come to pass, he shall, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So if I believe when I speak, I automatically know I got it. So if I take the word for what it says, then I should be having better results. If I take the word that he said, ask, and you. So if I'm asking in faith, I. And so immediately when I pray believing, I. So if I've received it, why am I still asking? Did I not believe it when I spoke it? Sometimes the manifestation doesn't immediately take place for us, but it's on its way. You remember when uh, uh, Daniel was praying and he said, you know, your prayers were held up up in, in the heavenlies because, you know, they had to fight all the principalities and powers to get it to you? Well, sometimes that may be occurring, but the other side of it is God sometimes has to speak to man. Now, how many times have God spoken to you? I don't want you to raise your hand. And told you to do something for somebody. And you start trying to convince yourself to do it. And she don't need nothing. God could be telling you to go buy her some groceries. She don't need no groceries. He didn't ask you what she needed. Because he's not trying to just get something to her. He's trying to get something to you. And how the word works is out of your obedience. You know, when, when, when I can see why sometimes there can be a little more favorite in the family with some kids than there are with some others. Because you have some children that's going to just be quick to do what mom and dad say. Then you got some that's like, oh, do I have to do that now? I was on, I'm, I'm playing Pokemon. Do I have to? I'm searching for this. Mom, I'm on the phone. Not quick to obey. Now, see, that's a little rebellion. And I'm a witness because I had it. And I didn't like people telling me what to do. And so I was on my way downstairs one day to mop the kitchen for my, my mom. She didn't ask me. And no sooner I got to the second step, my mother looked at me and she said, well, while you're downstairs, will you mop the kitchen for me? Mm, turned back around. I said, okay, I'll do it later. Why? She told me to do it. That was rebellion. Rebellion is like witchcraft. So I had to let go of the rebellion so that I could get the blessing. And so I told my brother who was in the military, which I wanted to go into, which they would not allow me to, I told him about me being a manager at this company. And, and I said, but I don't like them telling me what to do. And he said, Maria, there's always going to be somebody to tell you what to do. I said, but I don't want them to always be telling me what to do. Now, come on, y'all. I'm an adult now. Still got rebellion. But then I had to get the word. And I had to take the word and start washing it out of me. Because I wanted the blessings. And I wanted to do what's right. How many times, you know, God has told us to walk in love. And, and you know, I don't want you to have to do this. But there's probably somebody in here that you don't really love. Like God wants you to love them. So when you walk in church sometimes, I'm just, you know, I'm just not y'all. But you walk in church and you don't see them. Because you don't want to speak to them. Because you don't want them to even know that you see them. But you just saw them in this nice new outfit. Maybe this nice new tie and whatever. And you just don't want to wonder how she got that. 
So we're not walking in the love to cause our faith to operate. Because faith worketh by love. And if God is love and God is in me, then I should be operating by what? By love. So when we sing songs like, you know, uh, we love everybody and we greet everybody with love, sometimes that's a process. Because we have to work some things out of us. You know, we, when, when Jesus saved us, we weren't completely all that. You know, we weren't fully like Jesus. But he knew that there was something in you that he could use for his glory. And he knew that it might take a little time, but if you just keep reading the word, if you just keep putting the word in you, if you just keep speaking it out of your mouth, you're going to begin to see things happen. When I got attacked physically in my body, I, I had uh, come back from um, flying. I didn't fly that far, but um, this was last year. And I knew what was happening, but I didn't want to go to emergency because it was the holiday weekend. And I know how hospitals are and all that kind of stuff, doing holiday. Nobody's there. And so uh, <laughs> I was sitting there, so I called a, a nurse uh, friend of mine and told her. And she said, oh, Maria, you need to go to emergency care. Now, I already knew that, but I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to wait until Monday because, you know, it's the holiday weekend. She said, girl, you better get up now. Go to emergency. So I went to emergency. And what it was, I had uh, phlebitis in one of my legs. And um, so... They checked and everything. She didn't, she would, didn't see anything. So I went to my doctor. They referred me. I went to them, and they said they found something there, a small clot. Now, being in the medical field myself, I knew what all of this meant. And so, uh, but she didn't examine my whole leg. She didn't even examine the other leg. So I was laying there, and I said, now, y'all know how many, it's a lot of scriptures in this Bible for healing, right? I was laying there, and I said, Father, I'm not ready to die. Just the thought of a blood clot tried to cross my mind. I said, I'm not ready to die. What scripture applies to this? See, a lot of times we can have scriptures, but is it the one that applies to what you believe in for? And the minute I said it before, again, I could end it, he said, you're redeemed from the curse of the law. I said, that's right. I'm redeemed from the curse of the law. Christ was made a curse for me. And then I got my Bible, opened it up, and I started reading it to the devil. Go with me to Galatians chapter 3. Sometimes you got to just open this Bible and read it to the devil. Galatians chapter 3. And look at verse number 13. It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. How do you receive it? How do you receive it? So we are redeemed from the curse of the law. Cursed is every man that hangeth on the tree. The curse is lack. The curse is sickness. The curse is disease. So if I'm redeemed from the curse, if I've been purchased, if I've been bought by the blood of Jesus, then that means I don't live in the curse. The curse has no part in my life. So lack, you got to go. Sickness, disease, you got to go. This is a heel body. You can't stay on a heel body. You got to get out of here. And as I began to rub my leg, the Holy Spirit gave me this. Pain go, healing flow. Pain go, healing flow. And I kept saying it because I had to do a four-hour drive. I came back and somebody recommended me to go to this other doctor. I went to this holistic medical doctor. He said, I don't believe you got that from just flying from a two-hour flight. I think that man examined everything from the top of my head to my toes. But when they got the results, 
both legs from ankle to groin, they found nothing. They found nothing. Pain go, healing flow. We have to speak it out of our mouths because we have angels listening to us to be able to go and do and receive from what we're saying. Lack, go, money, flow. I said lack, go, money, flow. Presently, right now, I'm in the suddenly season. I'm living in the suddenly season. I've waited before. I know what it's like to wait. But now I'm in the suddenly season. Like they say, one day, you can't pay your tuition. And the next day, you're paying somebody else's tuition. A suddenly season. Where you're beginning to see what you believe God for. So if you are, you know, go, go back. If you have a journal, whatever you've been writing in. And the things that God has spoken to you. They're still there for you. So just began to go through them and began to say, Father, you know what? <laughs> I thank you for that house you promised me. Father, I thank you for that husband that you're going to give me. Father, I thank you for healing my marriage. I, I thank you, Father, right now for my children all being able to go to college. Father, I thank you right now for, you know, what, whatever you want to do, whatever you wrote down. Began to get into a thanksgiving. Because thanksgiving causes God to move also. Would he know that you are thankful? That you can be, you know, gratitude. When I wake up in the morning, I find something to be thankful for. I forgive myself for a mistake I may have made the day before. And I began to smile on purpose. I think over my, my, my schedule for the day. And I began to plant that in to see what I need to do. I, I just breathe ten times, five to ten times deep before I even get out of the bed. I do this. Why? Because I am preparing myself for where I'm going. So I have to have faith in God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. All of this is, I'm just it. Amen. I'm just going to flow. So our faith should not be in our talents or gifts, but God gave everybody in here a gift. Everybody in here has a gift. You may not be a basketball player, a soccer player. You may not be a singer. But you have a gift. And you need to take that gift that he has given you and begin to use it for his glory. Some people have a gift of hospitality. You know, my sister had that gift. My sister's house was not orderly. But she still knew where things were. We just didn't know where they were. <laughs> and she could tell you, look on the dining room table, you know, next to the bowl, underneath the such and such and such. And you go to the dining room table and you're like, what? I don't even see the dining room table. <laughs> but everybody wanted to come to her house. Every, she said, well, just move the stuff out the way and have a seat. <laughs> but she didn't know a stranger no matter where she went she'd never met a stranger so she and she didn't judge you she might know what you're doing on the backside and who you're out there with but she never judged you and so many people loved her just for that and because she had that hospitality gift well you know I was um while I was in Atlanta, I went to, to the Steve Harvey show, Family Feud. <laughs> and I was sitting there praying. <laughs> Come on, Steve, you know. But anyway, at the end of his show, he started talking about, you know, he always, one of the things I can agree with him is that he gives God glory. He gives God glory. God looks at our heart. And he started talking about how he never saw himself writing books and all these other kind of things. And, you know, he gets full and starts to cry. And when I was sitting there, I thought about my gift. Well, you know, which gift? What was my gift? You know, and my, 
Seventh grade teacher told me, one day you're going to recognize the gifts with an S that you have, and you're going to be overwhelmed. Well, while I was sitting there and I left, I had had a dream prior to it, and in the dream, it was like I was with this royal family. They weren't dressed royally, but it was like I knew I was in the presence of royal people, and you know, like I am today. And so the person, <laughs> amen, amen, you got that, you got that, all right, all right. And uh, the gentleman said to me, he said something like, what are you called to give to the world? Something like that, he said to me. And I said, I'm an organizer. And when I woke up, I said, what? But when I thought about it, you know, I do event planning. I mean, I can organize your house. I can tell you how to redecorate and all these kind of things. And, you know, I've helped people. And people have been pulling on that gift. And I ain't never paid no attention. But they ain't been paying me nothing. They just been pulling on the gift. <laughs> and so after I was uh, writing, I remembered my niece when she was real, real little. And she said to my mother, when I get big, I want to be like Auntie Maria. And my mother said, why? She's organized. I said, now she saw the gift. And don't think she ain't pulling on it, okay? She has been ever since. But the thing is, is that when I sat down to look at it, see, sometimes you don't see it. It's just something naturally you do. I sat down and looked at it. I realized my boss had came to me one time, and she said, you know, we, we're looking at, you know, my boss and I, we're looking at doing such and such and such and such, and we wanted to know, um, we wanted to give it to you and see what you thought about it. Why? Because when they trained me, I kept saying, where's the training manual? How, how, how does this manager and this manager know, and you don't have no training manual? Who trained her? Well, did the one trained her tell her the same thing? So as they trained me, my mind started clicking because God has anointed my mind for administration. I didn't go to school for it. It's just anointed. And so I put a training manual together. So when she presented it to her boss, the boss said, well, you know that project we're thinking about? Maybe she can do it. So they brought it to me. I put the whole thing together. And then they turned to me and said, well, we'd like to put you over it. I immediately, <laughs> I immediately thought about Joseph. Joseph put it together, and then they said, well, we're going to put you over it. What sense does it make to put somebody else over when you got all the ideas? And somebody in here has been jumped over a promotion for somebody else that you missed out on, but you put it together. And God told me to tell you, he heard your prayers. He's already seen your tears. You don't even have to be concerned about it because he's going to give back to you double of what they took from you. So in the process of all that, I began to see, well, I guess I am an organizer. I'm organizing a ministry. Come on, somebody. So whatever you have from this day forward, I remember, I believe it was this church. There was a woman in here. I think you were, you don't have to raise your hand or anything, but I think you were designing. I don't know if it was bathing suits or you had some kind of talent like that that you were beginning to use. And and, and I'm saying to all of you, whatever it is, the little thing, use it for God's glory. Have faith in God that you know that he will open up doors for you. I went to a T.D. Jakes meeting, and uh, it was for a minister's conference a couple of years ago. And he said, why don't everybody just come down front? Just come on and press down front, you know. And I went to go, and the Holy Spirit said, wait. And then he said, now go. And when I went, I ended up probably so far away from them, you know, up here. But the lady next to me, I was praying. I had my eyes down. I looked at her shoes. And T.D. Jake said, turn to the person next to you and began to speak a word into their life. Now, she didn't say anything in my life because she was too busy listening to what I was saying in her life. <laughs> and I didn't even look at her face. I just grabbed her hands and I began to pray. And I said, your feet are standing at a door that you're getting ready to step in that's full of billionaires. And I just began to start saying things and saying things. When I looked up, tears was just running down her face. She said, hold on a minute. She walked back down that aisle to her purse, came back with a magazine, put it in my hand, and on the front of the black enterprise was her. 
I said, thank you. I should have said, you got something for me? <laughs> and what God did, he connected me to write out, he told me to write out that prophecy. And I didn't see her the next night, but I had the magazine, so I called her company. And I spoke to her, and she said, I was hoping I would be able to get a hold to what you said. Email that to me, please. And I did. Now, that was a seed sown. Do you think God is going to forget me? No. no way. Why? Because I have faith in God that when you are obedient. To, now, see, I could have overrode the Holy Spirit and went on down when I felt like going down. But I would have missed her to give her the blessing that God had in my mouth for her. So it's so important to be where you're supposed to be, doing what you're supposed to be doing, only because God asked. And sometimes God will show you something. I'm just throwing this out here for y'all because I really believe you're going to grow from this. I really believe your faith is going to begin to increase because sometimes you can see now that you missed a couple of things. Amen? And so you go back and you pick it up. But one of the things that um, I, when I was living in Atlanta, the Lord showed me an area. And I knew where the area was. And I drove there, but I didn't see the new housing I was looking for. And I said, oh, forget it. I'm going back home. So I waited a couple of weeks, and the Holy Spirit said, go back. I said, okay. I go back, park my car, and I'm looking. And I said, God, I don't see and I looked up, and the sign said, move in now. The sign wasn't even there. You wouldn't even know that was a new complex. It was brand new condos they had built that they hadn't even put out yet. But God knows where everything is. He knows where your job is. He knows where your promotion. He knows where your house is. He knows the day your healing is going to manifest. Oh, I'm going to talk about that on Wednesday night. I can't get over there now. <laughs> Hallelujah. But have faith in God. Thank you, Lord God. What time is it? I don't see no. Am I good? Okay. <laughs> I don't want to run over. You see me looking around. I'm like looking around with a Glock. I ain't got no watch. All right. But, but here, I, let's go over to Hebrews. You know, we know this very much. We've heard this before, too of having faith in God, Hebrews chapter 11. Let's look at verse number one. And sometimes, uh, I want to say this too, sometimes we just put too much on God. When we've gotten the word, we're expecting God to move. And you'll say to a person, well, I'm waiting on God. And I say, well, God is waiting on you. I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on God. Okay. Your part is, he said he has a house for you. Amen. So, when you going to start looking? When you going to apply your substance to it? When are you going to start going through the magazines and start picking out what you want? When are you going to start looking at the real estate stuff on the internet or whatever it needs to take to find? When are you going to look at the locations? Because if he said he has it, he has it. And, you know, a lot of times what we do, we're waiting for him. Well, Lord, just guide me where it is. Well, Lord, just tell me where it is. Well, Lord, just show me where it is. But you're still in the house. No, I need you to go out and let the Holy Spirit lead you. Because sometimes in your spirit, you know that the Holy Spirit is trying to lead you, but you don't know where you're going. And it's like, you know, I don't know. So go with the leading. There's a leading. And as you go out, you know, I remember I was going out. I just felt the Holy Spirit telling me to go somewhere. And as I went to go, he said, take that bag of clothes with you. Put the clothes in the car. And I start driving around thinking this is the area. Nope, guess that's not. I'll go over here in Marietta. Oh, that's not it. Go over here, just driving. Holy Spirit guide me. Learning how to be led by the Spirit. We have to learn how to be led by the Spirit. We didn't see demonstrations with somebody bringing somebody up here and you leading them and all that kind of stuff. But you need to learn how to be led by the Spirit that's in you. And as I'm driving, all of a sudden, bing, 
The light bulb comes on, call this lady, da 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 Ain't never seen the lady, never met the lady, didn't know the lady. But I knew she worked with people that made clothes for children. Called her, told her where to meet me, told her what kind of car I was driving and what colors I had on. Because we ain't never met each other. I'm reading my little prayer book. She comes, give her the material and stuff, and she says, I wonder if you could pray with me because my husband just lost his job. And we really don't know what we're going to do. And I don't really think God hears me. I said, baby, he heard you. Because he had me get up in my car this here morning, driving around to try to find what he's trying to lead me to. Bring these clothes, call you, give you all these zippers and threads and material so that you can help make clothes for children. And he didn't hear you ask for prayer for your husband. I said, let's pray. Then the Holy Spirit said, give her the prayer book. I said, I just bought it. Okay, and I want to give you my prayer book <laughs> that I just bought and haven't read it myself. No, I didn't say all of that, but, but that's what I was saying. God just bought And then when I went to go buy it again, he said, now buy several, because that's going to be one of your tools to give to people. Obedience is better than sacrifice. What have we missed not being obedient to when God is leading us to do something for someone else. Sometimes God is leading you, just go over there and give this person a handshake. I remember going into a service one time when I was preaching, and I took a pair of my dad's cufflinks. I took a scarf. I took a couple, several things. I've even given shoes off my feet. And did not know that the couple that ended up getting two of the items, I didn't even know the couple, but the pastor told me later, he had just lost his father, and he was really going through. And I gave him my father's cufflinks. And they had lost a lot. They, the, the church didn't even know that they didn't have the jobs. They still came in praising God, still came in looking good, still, and didn't have food sometimes. But they were still believing God. And God sends me all the way over here to bring all this to bless them. And this is how God wants to. It's so simple. It is so simple when we just do every day what God tells us to do. Get up saying, God, what you, you, know, what you have planned for me today? And he may say, just began to sing. Sing a worship song. Just begin to worship me. And you began to worship him and your neighbor here. You don't even know your neighbor and heard it. But you didn't got in such a zone with God that healing is taking place over there in your neighbor's house out of your obedience and being, beginning to pray and worship God. Amen? Amen. So what did I say go? Did I say go somewhere? Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so when we do our part so that God can do his part, you know, and we get out of the mold of saying, oh, I'm just standing still and waiting to see the salvation of the Lord. I'm being still. I'm not, you know, doing anything because God ain't told me to do nothing. Well, yes, he has. He said, flow and be led by the Spirit. So what do you do? You step back and you begin to pray. Until it comes up and he'll tell you. Now, God spoke to me about bitterness. And there could be bitterness in people's hearts here. He spoke to me about that. And bitterness in your heart will stop the flow of faith because there's no love. Some, and I've read this where... Um, Sometimes when a woman or girl or female has been raped, the intensity of that causes her to become bitter. And sometimes you don't even know that's what it is that has been embedded down inside of you. 
but you just began to kind of lash out at certain things, certain people, certain situations. And God began to tell me that. And so in that, I heard the Lord say, just began to worship me. Like, like when you sing, hallelujah, hallelujah. Everybody sing that with me. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Lord, I love you. 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 As we began to sing that, I began to see in a cleaning going in the arteries and the veins of your heart. People being diagnosed with arteries, clogged arteries. And I began to see the flow of the Spirit of God just going down into those arteries and vessels, going into your heart and clearing it out, cleaning it out, just like the Word does. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, for the persons that you are healing in their heart right now, removing all the bitterness, removing all the stains, removing all the hurt, the broken relationships, removing the pain from a lost loved one. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Massaging the heart, glory to God. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. I praise you, Father, for a healed heart. Healed heart, the fear of a heart attack, I bind you right now and command you to go. You have no authority over that person's in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Fear of open heart surgery, I bind you right now. They're redeemed from the curse of the law, hallelujah. A strong heart, a strong mind. Anger, anger right now, anger, angry all the time. Wake up angry. I can bind you. I command you to get off that person, get out of their life right now in the name of Jesus, that they wake up with the joy of the Lord, that they wake up with the peace of God in the name of Jesus. They get up praising God and lifting up the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. You anger, you got to go. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I praise you, Lord God Almighty. I praise you, Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I come against acid reflex right now. I command the stomach of these people right now in the name of Jesus to be whole. Father, you know, you know what they need to eat. You know what needs to be stopped. You know what needs to be taken. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. I speak to that esophagus right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Wholeness right now in the esophagus right now in the name of Jesus. I speak to that thyroid. You hear me talking to you? I command you to operate the way God designed you to operate. That pituitary gland, you hear me? I'm talking to you. You operate the way God designed you to operate in the matchless name of Jesus. I come against brain tumors right now in the name of Jesus. You have no authority in that body. 
That body is a healed body in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I come against dizziness right now. Somebody getting dizzy, always getting dizzy, lightheaded. I come against it right now. I tell this blood in your body, hallelujah, to flow like God designed it to flow in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, for healing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Hallelujah. We apply your word, Father. We take your word, Father. We know, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus, hallelujah. I speak to that person who has pain in the back of their neck, right up above their head right now in the name of Jesus. I command healing right now to flow in your body, hallelujah. Command it to flow in your neck, hallelujah. Begin to move your neck, hallelujah. I thank you, Lord God Almighty, for healing. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. Thank you for healing our bones. Thank you for healing our bones. Thank you for healing our bones in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Holy Spirit, just flow. Just flow in this place right now in the matchless name of Jesus. I come against all inflammations. Inflammation, you have no right. You have no authority in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have a covenant with God. And that covenant cannot be broken. Hallelujah. We're not only the head, hallelujah, but we're seated at the right hand of God. And we're seated there. Hallelujah. We're children of the Most High God. And I thank you, Lord God Almighty. We're children of the Most High God. We elevate our minds today. We renew our mind with the word. We're children of the Most High God. We're not trying to get rich. We're already rich. Hallelujah. And we live in that place. We stand in that grace. Hallelujah. 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 We're not the sick. We're the healed. And so sickness cannot stay on our body. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I speak to somebody's throat right now. In the name of Jesus. I command healing to flow into your throat. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for the healing, Father. Thank you for the healing. Healing in relationships right now. Healing in marriages, Father. Thank you, Lord God Almighty, that that covenant in that marriage is unbreakable. That they support each other. That they protect each other. That they provide for each other that they defend for each other, just like you do for us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I pray over that person right now that came out of a relationship, a broken relationship. Left you a little scarred, a little wounded. But you're healed in the name of Jesus. You walk it out one day at a time, giving all glory to God. Thank you, Lord God Almighty. We give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor in the matchless name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Now every head bowed and every eye closed in prayer. I know when we asked earlier, everybody was not a first-time visitor, but there could be somebody here today that you either never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior or you went your way. <laughs>